Well, I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more. Is that not the right film? <laughs> <laughs> oh, aye, aye. Before you <laughs> sings this. <laughs> He's marching 500 miles, is he not? <laughs> Is this going to be a theme you're singing at the start of every episode? I feel like there's pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey guys, welcome to another episode of uh, That's Pure Rank with myself, Ryan, and my life partner, Sarah. Hi there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hi there. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome back. We welcome you with open arms to our podcast. Uh we are doing our second episode here. First one we did was on the outlocking. Um, that was a few weeks ago now. With I a think. lot of Braveheart references. Yes, this is the second part, pretty much. <laughs> part two, actual Braveheart. Yes. Um, so yeah, we've um, a few things have changed since then. I have a new fantastic podcast mic, which we are currently using. It's very phallic shaped. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> Sarah with her usual insightful <laughs> reviews and comments. Yep. Um, Just keeping it real. <laughs> uh, also, we've a slight change to what we're doing. Um, not really, not really to the overall podcast, but just how it's been presented. So we're originally just going to do this as our own thing, but um, I'm part of one half of the fantastic duo that is Movie Podders. Um, and so we've decided that we're going to have this under the banner of um, Moody po- Movie Podders. Moody Podders. Moody Podders, yep. That's Brian's half yet. Um, uh, so yeah, we're going to have this under the banner of Movie Podders, but this is going to be our own wee branch. We're going to do our own thing with it, but we're going to be represented under Movie Podders as a whole, um, as well as um, Amelia and Brian who are going to be doing their own thing as well. They're going to be doing um, 100 movie bucket list from a scratch card poster thing that Brian has. Um, so they're going to be doing that um, on their own podcast. So, yeah, we're going to continue um, just doing what we're doing. Uh, as we mentioned, this episode is on Braveheart, movie released in 1995, smash hit, I was eight. <laughs> I'm not disclosing my age to the internet. <laughs> Fuck you, internet. <laughs> um, yeah, 1995. Long time ago, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I can remember quite a lot from 1995. My life was ruined two years prior before my sister was born. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, what age was I? Uh, so I was ten. Yeah. Um, I think at that time in my life, probably just learning a, a good bit about Scottish history in primary school. So I don't think yeah. I learned a thing until high school. Really? Maybe I did, and then just didn't pay attention. That sounds about right. For anyone who's listening in, do you call it high school or secondary school? It was secondary school to me. I don't know why people from certain areas call it high school, but it was secondary school. It's high school. Um. So yeah. Uh, Let's get into it. Yeah, nineteen ninety five movie directed by Mel Gibson, starring Mel Gibson. Written by Mel Gibson. <laughs> Produced by Mel Gibson. <laughs> uh, he's a wee bit of a. Do you think he's fond of his own work? Uh, just a bit. <laughs> Have you seen many more Mel Gibson films? 
The Passion. Yeah. Do you like it? I was um I was eighteen, I think, when I saw it, so I wasn't really paying much attention. I could watch it again, right enough, but it was, I remember it being quite hard to watch. Pretty brutal. Like yeah, the whole, that's why it was hard to watch. Like the bit when he's is it when he's getting put on a cross? I can't remember exactly. When but he's being whipped, yeah. carrying the cross. It's yeah. Pretty harsh. Pretty harsh watching. I think, I don't know if I've told you this before, but Jim Caviezel, or I don't know how you say his surname, but who played Jesus, do you know when he was on the cross up in the hill, he got struck by lightning twice? I've heard this. Mm-hmm. When does that ever happen? And so people are taking it as a, a warning, scene. yeah. Um, anyway, this is not a Passion or a Mel Gibson podcast, but nope. um, you sh- we should watch... It should be, because we've talked about it <laughs> twice. <laughs> I think I said to you before, we should watch Apocalypto as well. Another one of his films that's brilliant. It's a really good film. any other films he's done. Mel Gibson, he's uh-huh. done quite a few. He's done The Patriot, I think, as well. Never seen it. Which is like the American version of this, pretty much. Is it? Yeah. Starring Heath Ledger. It's not going to be as good, though, is it? It was alright. wasn't it great, but... Um, this one probably resonates with us a wee bit more. Showing my hand here. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a box office smash. Um, at the time, it took in two hundred and thirteen million uh, worldwide, which at the time was pretty good. I don't know what if that's in just um, adjusted for inflation or what. Um, it was in cinemas for thirty eight weeks. So you wouldn't get anything in cinema for thirty eight weeks now, would you? Uh, Would something like Avengers be in cinema for that long? Mm. I'm not sure. Uh, probably not. I think you maybe get like twenty weeks worth now these days. Right. But yeah, um, was it out for a long time anyway? Uh, the general storyline to it. It's a it's a story of love, <laughs> love for your women and love for your country, and fuck the English. <laughs> <laughs> So according to IMDb... When his secret bride is executed for assaulting an English soldier who tried to rape her, Sir William Wallace begins a revolt against the English King Edward I. Very well done. Um, Yeah, so that's the general gist of it, really. Um, It's a wee bit of a metaphor, do you not think? Do you not think the woman is a bit of a metaphor for the country. No? Uh, I suppose so, yeah, yeah. Because England have come in and raped Scotland of its resources and its money and its people. Yes. Clever. (laughs) Just a pretty face. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we watched it again the other night. I think we've probably watched it both. Possibly in the hundreds. Oh, no, no, no. No? No, maybe like 10 times in my life. Oh, really? Remember, I'm a lot younger than you. Right. <laughs> I've watched it quite a lot, I think. As a child, I used to use it as ammunition to get riled up. and For what? <laughs> no, go and bar people. <laughs> See, my girl, we don't do that. Yeah, I never barred anybody as well. I think I was in one fight my whole time in school. <laughs> um. Yeah, I... Uh, watched it because I really enjoyed the storyline it made you feel really patriotic and any sex scenes you were just like oh I need to go and make a cup of tea Aye, we'll, we'll get to the sex scenes because I think they're quite 
um, important in so one I'm of my memories. A running theme with me here. Yeah, well, I've, 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 we both said that when we were watching it that we both really remembered having to disappear. Um, Crawl over the back of the couch. Yeah, <laughs> I need to go and do my homework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's I think something that probably a lot of um, people of our age who watch it can relate to. Um, but we'll just run through the the kind of main plot points or the main events in the, the film um, and have a wee chat about them, see what we thought. So we've got the introduction. Um, we have the music playing through the bagpipes and the hills of Scotland rolling through the mist. And the locks and all the in rest a world of it. Yeah. <laughs> where the English rule Scotland. <laughs> William Wallace. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got the score of James Horner playing over the top. Um, did I do an excellent representation of that the last podcast? That yes, did? yes, you did. It was amazing. In fact, when the film started, like I was going to say, you're going to shut up, but then I realised it was a film playing. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Uh, um, so yeah, the the music I think is a a big getchy thing. Yeah, and I don't know. This is what I was going to ask, and I'll bring it up later. But does it get anyone else as much as it does Scottish people? Um, I think it probably does. I think it's like thought of as um, one of the better scores out there um, for. For a film, so yeah, I would say so. Yes, it's very emotive. Emotive, yeah, that's that's, that's a good, yeah, a good description. Um, <clears throat> I, I think of it a bit like a John Williams score, where for likes of Star Wars films, it's almost its own character. I think, yeah. and it's kind of like this with this as well, because um, it does get you going the the music a lot of the time. Um, so yeah, very nice introduction. I think something I put on some of the notes I wrote down. I've not got them just now, but I don't ever remember. I, I think you see at the start like Braveheart, f- the writing fading in. Yeah, I never remember seeing that at all. I, when we watched that, I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I don't ever remember that. No, I don't remember there being like the misty blackness and then the words. Yeah, and then I don't even remember like panoramic views of Scotland. I just remember it opening with little Wallace and his dad. I don't remember anything else. Yes. Young Wallace. Little Wallace. Little Willie. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we get the first kind of sight of young William Wallace running about um, up to no good, trying to get involved in stuff with his dad. Played by James Robinson. Hmm. You know all his work, don't you, James Robinson? Yes, big fan. He was in The Wee Man. I've never heard of that. No. The Wee Man, The Walk. You know what that film's about. Lords of Magic, Ashes and Saxon. Aye, so we get um, first look at young Wallace anyway. Um, He's a wee Ouija. Yeah, I know. That's something, again, I think to us is probably quite... It throws you off quite early on as the accents are a wee bit all over the place. Yeah, the dad is clearly Irish. Yeah. And I don't know if that's maybe factually correct. Was his dad an Irish immigrant? No. I don't know. I'm pretty sure, I think this is this as well, I'm pretty sure William Wallace is supposed to be Fairshaw. I don't think so. I think it's Lanark. 
That's your opinion. Much to be debated. Um, aye, so he's for Ireland and his sons are for the west coast of Scotland, apparently. Yeah. Um, as you say, they sound like Ouija's pretty much. Um, so yeah, we get the first kind of introduction to them. Uh, and he's mullet. Aye, he's lovely mullet. I do enjoy a mullet. I said this last time. <laughs> we get the scene set for how much a bunch of arseholes English are really. When his dad goes to a meeting with all the clans to negotiate like a truce or something along those lines, and with. I might say Crookshanks. It's not his name. No. <laughs> Mr. Crookshanks. Yep. Uh, Longshanks. People of the English. Um, and then they get double-crossed and you see people hanging. Um, so quite early on setting the scene for... I couldn't watch that as a child. It was too scary. <laughs> it was. Like, I had never seen anything quite as harrowing as all those dead bodies swinging from the rafters and a wee boy walking in and then when his dad comes through to get him and he's like oh I don't want you to see this so he tries to get grab him and run out he gets scared by his own dad and runs into the bodies you wouldn't catch me running into the bodies <laughs> right enough but he obviously sees a friend who's hanging up there and he stops so. and stares at them. Yeah, the wee boy. There's a wee boy hanging. I just thought he always picked him out just because it was a wee boy. I don't know. I, well, you would assume that they all kind of know each other because yeah. Scotland would have been a very small place back then. Yeah, I suppose so. I never really made that association myself. But yeah, you're probably right with that. Um, yeah, so that leads us on to then the all the kind of clan... Chiefs, maybe? Clan Chiefs? Yeah. <laughs> Deciding they're going to go and sort this out with uh, Longshanks and his lot and then... Crookshanks. Crookshanks. <laughs> and William Wallace is like, Munda, I want to come, type Aye. thing. And uh, his dad sits him down and he's like, no. You're being, being very bored right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much. So he gets left behind, the dad and the son, or his other son, go off to deal with that. We get our first wee look at Hamish as well, who looks a bit like a lassie, I think. <laughs> looks like me as a child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's <laughs> uh, so pretty. <laughs> so, yeah, we get that, and then obviously you get uh, one of the big points of... Uh, his dad dying, so that kind of really starts to kick things off and that really st- kicks off the story in terms of Wallace's journey. Revenge. Revenge, yes, is a big um, theme, I think, throughout the film. Uh, yeah, um, so his dad dies. He becomes an orphan. Orphan, te- temporarily, because then good old Uncle Argyle strides in on his horse. I thought it was the guy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> the guy that does the, was it the Bank of Scotland adverts? <coughs> RBS or something? No, that's his, um, that's Hamish's dad. He's the RBS man. So it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so the, um, we get that happening. He goes off to France to go and learn his trade and become a a soldier, essentially. A learned man. Yes. Uh, Learns Latin and French. Yes, he does. 
Then we get the first look at one of my favourite villains, I think, and one one of most forgotten probably villains, but Longshanks, played by Patrick McGoohan, who is actually, I think somebody probably you may know from other stuff, or may kind of know, but not really. I think the main thing was he was in... What's that old TV show where they get chased by big bubbles? There's, there's like a Simpsons episode of it. I think it's maybe called like The Island or something. And they all have numbers that they wear. Um, he's also, if you've seen um, Escape from Alcatraz, is it Escape from Alcatraz? He's the prison warden. He's like the original prison warden that you get from Shawshank. He's like one of those type of prison wardens. Right. He's a, a bit of a... A bastard, as we would say here. But yeah, Bossack. <laughs> I really want to use the C word, but I'll keep it clean off. I'll see you next Tuesday. Aye. Um, so yeah, we get first look at Longshanks. What's your thoughts on Longshanks? Here's I see you next Tuesday. Yeah, not a fan. Um... Played very well by the actor, I felt, though, because you you fucking hate him. Say again. <laughs> Twang. This is not going smoothly, man. It's, it's going to okay. be a pain in the arse to Don't worry. edit. Because that's wee bastard. Anyway. Let's say that again about... He is a you next Tuesday. He's played very well by the actor. That is some name. McGoohan. Never heard of it. Never heard of him or any other film that he's in, but um, it makes you hate him, and you, you venomous hate. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he he's a brilliant villain, and he's really spiteful and smug. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I get he's like an intelligent man, and he's yeah. a very powerful man. Like that comes across that he doesn't need to do much and. Everybody's shit for him, pretty much. Yeah, he reminds me of Lannisters from Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's his name? You've got what's the uh, Jamie, Cersei, and Tywin. He was Tywin Lannister. Right. Is that the dad? Yeah, the yeah. dad. He was like Tywin Lannister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Uh, what did you think of him? Yeah, he's brilliant. To say he's one of the the best villains, I think. In film, um, and as I say, I think he's very underrated, very forgotten. Mm-hmm. I think Braveheart in general's kind of forgotten a wee bit now these days because it's what over twenty years. So that's why we need them to ref too. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on for there, we get Wallace returning. We see him riding on back, and they do this thing in film that I hate. When they do it, where you get your main character coming into scene, but they don't show you his face, they keep his face hidden forever, as if you're going to go, "Who's that? Oh my god, who could this be playing Braveheart, William Wallace?" <laughs> his face is on every poster. Yeah, <laughs> and then shock horror. It's William. Well, no, William Wallace. It's <laughs> Mel Gibson with his shite hair. I like his hair. His hair makes him. His hair looks like he's from like Def Leppard or something. <laughs> Someday like that. It's very of the time. How do you know? 
Um, so uh, he comes back, looks and seen, sees that his old house is a bit run down. Was it a wedding? Was it a, a wedding that's happened? Oh, aye, that's the first bit into it. He comes back for the wedding. Aye. Does he come back for the wedding or does he just happen to come back at that time and there's a wedding going on? Uh, he's, I think it's just happens to be going on. Happenstance. Um, we get Hamish, played, played by Brendan Gleeson. Really like him. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's in a lot of good films. Yeah. Such as In Bruges and a few Harry Potter films. Sadly dead, is he not? Oh. <laughs> Rip in peace. <laughs> Brendan Gleeson. Is he? No. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's still alive. Am I thinking of someone else? Yeah, probably. That Hamish. Uh-huh. No, you're right. He's that guy for Harry Potter. He's then. dead. No, he's not. Ah, he is. No. What's his not. name? Google it. Brendan Gleeson. He's the father of Domo Gleeson. Who? You'll know who he is. He, um, oh my God, what can he, what can he? Yeah, he's dead. What? No, I'm kidding. I didn't think so. Who am I thinking of? Oh no, I'm thinking of, um, Philip Seymour Huffman. (laughs) (laughs) Aye, he's dead. Gingers. (laughs) Imagine him as Hamish. (laughs) That would have been good. I would have liked to see that. Trying to think of a talented Mr. Ripley reference, but I can't think of one. No, off the top of my head. Yeah, look up Dono, Domo Dom. Ha, 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 I can't see it. Dom Hal Gleason. I'll look up Brendan Gleason. You'll see, son. I, he was in Harry Potter too. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was in. He was um, one of the Weasleys. All oh, right. And he was in Star Wars. Oh yeah, Hux, aye, General Hux, aye. I I just couldn't think of anything else. He's in Ex Machina as well and a number of different things. Very good, I like him. Yeah, I like him as well. Maybe a style for a ginger. I think there might be another member of that Gleason family. I can't remember who, but I think there might be somebody else. That comment was just... What did you say? What? Just insulting ginger people. All right. I'm a ginger though, so I can say it. Yeah. (laughs) You can't. (laughs) Um... We get one of, I think, for me anyway, for me and my group of friends, one of the more quotable lines of film where we get the stone battle and he's challenging him to a, a wee duel. A stone battle? Do you not know what it's called? Um, a stone battle? No. Like when they toss a caber and all that stuff. Yeah, they didn't toss a caber though, they tossed no, no, they stones. they didn't toss a caber, but that's the kind of thing they would have been doing. For modern day purposes, I'm calling it a stone battle. Okay. Classic stone battle. Um, But yeah, one of the, the my favourite lines of cinema. Um, Should I remember the stones? <laughs> the way he says it. Stones. Stones. Uh, yeah, so good. Kind of like um, almost like shot putting, was it not? Aye, shot put, something like that. Um, also one of the big film mistakes I always notice, and I've noticed I think probably since the first time I seen it when I was very young, and it bothers me every single time when it really shouldn't. But when Hamish is throwing the stone, it goes over his left shoulder. The camera cuts, and it's gone over his right shoulder. Watch Continuity it, error. and you'll never be able to watch it the same again. It's horrible. I ruin it for people. I like ruining things. That's what I do. Yeah, you do. Um, and then, bam, boom, in your face. We've got Prima Nocta. Boom, 
Oh God. <laughs> and the creepy brides, like way she's pushing past people and touching people in the face unnecessarily when she's trying <laughs> to stop them cutting her husband's throat. Yeah. I don't I don't like the Prima Nocta thing. It's not nice. There's a lady to watch it. <laughs> I know, it's not really great, is it? Um, I can get why um, Longshanks decided to do it, though, because the problem with Scotland is that it's full of Scots. No, you got it wrong. <laughs> what? The problem with Scotland. What is it? The trouble with Scotland. Ah, oh, same thing. Bail your head. There's going to be probably a lot of like bad um, impressions going on here. Just like William Wallace or Mel Gibson with his accent at times as well. Wasn't it the greatest, was it? No, and his brother is in the film and does a better accent than yeah. Mel Gibson. He's not even that famous an actor, is he? Oh, but he only has maybe a few lines, but still, the few lines he says is more believable than... Yeah, I would have said that was a Scottish guy. Yeah. And until the other night, I thought it was. <laughs> um, so I Prima Nocta, again, another wee point, adding fuel to the fire here about... Wallace's journey and what he's all about. Um, so we kind of move on for that. I can't remember if there's much more that happens at that point, but she goes away with him, with the English general guy. To oh, I couldn't help but make comparisons to Monty Python <laughs> and the Holy Grail when they turn up on their horses and they've got the same wee pointy hat on that they do in Holy Grail and John Cleese is at the top of the tower and they're like, may we come in to see the Holy Grail? And he's like, Allah, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you no more. <laughs> What's that he says? Your mother smelled like elderberries. <laughs> he was like, your mother was an upstairs and your father smelled like elderberries. <laughs> he's French. That's my best French accent. Good. <laughs> <sighs> <Kitchen. laughs> Um, there was quite a lot of comparison, comparing to Monty Python, like with some of the goriness and things. But we'll get to, we'll get to that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Later on, I can see what you mean. Uh, so then we've got the love story developing uh, between Marin Wallace and Marin. Her name not have been Marin. I don't know. A spell on everything that I've looked up, like Marin. But nobody's called Morin. Nobody's called Morin. It's not a name. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> I think that's... it's just been a misspelling somewhere misspelling. in the script and they've all just kind of went with it. Maybe that's what she should have called Sophie and got, brought it back into fashion. No, I think a woman my mum used to work with named her daughter Morin after seeing it. Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah. And we were all going, that's not a name, it's Mirren. Morin the Midden. Right. So her and Wallace start a wee thing in secret. Mm-hmm. We, Although um, they both look too old to be like parading around in secret. Yeah, I don't know what age Wallace is supposed to be really. Was he not like only 30 odd when he died? I don't know. But given the creases in Mel Gibson's head, he looked a lot older than <laughs> what? crevices. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we get secret love developing. This escalates, um, they get married in secret, and they're all jolly and happy and in love. And, and then there's tits. Oh. 
don't know how many tits. <laughs> I don't know how many minutes into the film there were tits, but there were tits. Yeah, we get a really awkward pumping scene. There were hairy tits as well, and I always <laughs> I noticed this from quite a young age and being like really embarrassed, <laughs> peeking out from underneath a pillow on the couch, going, "I'm still watching it, but I'm not watching it." She's getting really hairy nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would always like kind of develop a good timing for this scene to say to plant seeds in advance to say, "Oh, I've got a sore tummy." And then when I seen go, I need to go to the toilet. <laughs> so that I could just didn't need to sit in like the living room and watch this with mum and dad. Cause... We probably thought you were having a wee. No, I was ten years old. It happens. I wasn't chugging at ten. <laughs> maybe I was, maybe I should have been, I don't know. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lucky woman. <laughs> <laughs> so they get married to a creepy priest as well. Yeah, it's the hair. <laughs> yeah, the, the beard. I, I thought it was, he's got like a weird, very trimmed long beard it's weird it's the monks of the time eh? yeah crazy monks um so then they're all flirty and stuff in the, in the town and yeah being all like queen or something you don't know they're asking for it pretty much really yeah, he's like reaching inside her collar and pulling out the little bit of tartan that they used for the hand fasting and stuff yeah. and she's like oh, no don't do that because people will see and it's blatant and then the really ugly, creepy English guard guy is standing watching her. And he's chewing an apple as well. And he's doing it with that kind of... Oh, oh, come on. Yeah, I know. So I apologise. But that's what he's doing. I'm just trying to paint a picture here. <laughs> and he calls on the other guards and he's like, look lively. And yeah. he goes to help her with her basket. Leading the impression that he was trying to help her. And really kind of chased her into a wee stone hut and tried to have his way. Yeah, pretty much. He, he almost got there. He wasn't far off it. And he's licking her face. <laughs> Aye, that's the, I think that's the bit that gets everybody's oh, licking into it. Gads. So she gives him a wee bite in the face and then Wallace shows up. Yeah. Battles him. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it all really kicks off. That's his, this is the big moment in the film. This is where it's all it's came to a, a head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So He sends her off on a horse and he continues fighting them and he says meet me at the grove or something like that and he's still fighting away and then he goes to the grove to meet Murrin Murrin and she's not there because she's been captured by the English who went to make an example of her and he puts her up against this post I don't know if that is that a post that's always there for these purposes or yeah and he says, we've been good to you, this is how you appears, and he just whips round and slashes her neck. And I could never watch that either. Yeah. It was really hard to watch. Quite a cold moment, because it's so quick and so... Because I think as, probably as a viewer, you're sitting expecting Wallace to show up as well, yeah, like what she she's, is. She's like looking around for him and he's not coming. Yeah. And oh, I just remember watching it as a kid and going, come on, every single time. <laughs> every single time I watched it, I was hoping for a different outcome. <laughs> um, so then Wallace rocks up, does his um, die hard on them, where he's got a weapon tucked in his back, smashes a guy in the face, and then they take over the settlement, pretty much, don't they? Yeah, it's all like a fake-out. It's all slow-mo and... 
he reaches his hands up behind his head and he's just staring at one of the English guards and you can just see his face kind of change and mm-hmm. I really remember that. His face changing and becoming really, really like, I'm going to fuck you up kind of face. And he just batters him in the face with his sword. Think is we, it a sword or is that a mace? Uh, yeah, it's a ball and chain type thing. That a mace? Yeah, we'll go with mace. Um, yeah, I think like what you're saying as well, like with the s- slow motion, the music there as well really like builds up a good bit of tension and you're just waiting for that wee moment where he, I don't know, kicks off and goes for it and so we, we finally get it. Then um, the wee English guy you were talking about gets held up to the post and same thing, quite quick and quite cold. He just hands his throat. Fucking deserves it. <laughs> yeah, bass. <laughs> uh, and then we get the lot of the locals behind Wallace going, McCulloch, McCulloch. I know. Never. I don't even know if that's the right thing that I'm saying here. I've no idea what it means. Why they're saying it. Yeah. Mac means son of. So I don't know Culloch. what Culloch or Culloch means. Well, his dad was Malcolm, was he not? Malcolm Wallace, I think. So. I don't know. If anyone is actually yeah, listening to this, then please let us know if you know the answer to that question because we do know it and I've never known it, but it's something that, again, me and my pals, particularly a good friend, Mr. Stuart Brayden, um, we would just look at each other sometimes and go, McCulloch. <laughs> McCulloch. McCulloch! Oh, it's McCaulish, apparently. Alright. And it means son of Wallace. Right, well, any listeners who are listening, <laughs> just ignore that. You don't need to bother contacting us or engaging with us. Um, okay. So, going for- forward from there, uh, Things, again, start picking up pace. Uh, Wallace starts to become a force. Uh, he takes over or kills like an English garrison or something and goes into like a wee camp. Is that right? It's like a wee wooden fort type thing. Yeah, yeah like a wee settlement. Um, and the English guy's like, what does he say? He's like, I've got 100 men. On their way here. Something like that. And then he's like, well, they're wearing this. Aye. They turn up. That's right. They rock up with the English gear on. And the boss man's like, oh, I have got men out there looking for you. And he's like, were they wearing this? Get up. Aye. And he's like, it's more like 50. And then punches him in the face. And then we get a good, a wee satisfying moment, I think, as well. Um, It's a nice wee payoff when you get Scarface showing up and he's like, Aye. Remember me? Yeah, I remember that as well. Thinking, yes. Well deserved. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a few, like... And he's like, oh, I was only performing my duties. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how <laughs> in both Braveheart and in Outlaw King, when the English are backed into a corner at that point, they're like, oh, no! <laughs> Help me! <laughs> Help me! <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think the film sets up like a good few moments like that where there's a, a good payoff um, for something that's happened earlier in the film. Um, so we get that with this. Um, it's a good boner film. 
Well, <laughs> speechless. Well, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like that patri- patriotism boner. Yeah, mm. like how we. Yes. I got a good few boners during this film. Oh, <laughs> was it the hairy nipples? Yeah, <laughs> did it for you. Next uh, time, stop shaving. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, uh, then I think from that pretty much we see Longshanks isn't happy that things only gone too well. Uh, I think he gives Philip a wee... No, is it, no, Philip. What's his son called again? He is called... He gives his son a wee backhand. Peter Hanley. No, Hanley. That's probably the actor's name. <laughs> yeah, Prince Edward. Right, Edward, that's what I'm asking. Right, right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Longshanks' son, Peter Henley. <laughs> Peter! Um, well, you sounded quite like him there, it was very good. So, aye, so we um, get that happening where oh, he's. Shall we pussy? Yeah, he is. So I think we spoke about this in the last episode where we we're talking about how Prince Edward and that was a bit of a different prince. What's that? In Outlaw King. Yep. Um, he was like more manly, I suppose. He was, yeah, definitely. He had daddy a, issues, but he yeah. was like he was a wild card. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Whereas this guy's a straight up homosexual. I'll no, Ryan. <laughs> yes, he is. No, you can't say that. Why? What can I say then? You say that he's a wee weakling, but it's not. The two aren't mutually exclusive. No, but I think he was literally supposed to be a homosexual. Yeah, like, I, I think that that's what they were trying to get across. But you can't say that all weaklings are homosexuals. Oh no, homosexuals are weaklings. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that at all. I'm. What I'm saying is, him and Philip were putting it in each other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say he was tops. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we get Longshanks isn't happy that things is n- no happening the way it should be. So he starts sending out squads to hunt down Wallace, and we see a wee bit of like cat and mouse going on where they're chasing people all through the hills. But Wallace constantly has got the upper hand. He's they're painting Wallace as being a tactician and being kind of one step ahead the whole time of everybody. Yeah, just what you're saying there with the chasing through the hills but they literally are chasing them through the hills and then <clears throat> the English stop them kind of back them into a corner and think we've got you surrounded here, there's more of us than there are of you, there's only like maybe a dozen, <clears throat> excuse me Scottish Highlanders standing around and then was it Wallace throws a rock? No. <laughs> throws a stone <laughs> Stones <laughs> at him from above Yeah. and they just give him a wee wave of Alright. I love that English guy's accent there. Yeah, outnumbered and trapped. <laughs> it sounds like something for like the nineteen fifties. <laughs> right. Outnumbered and trapped, see. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got a bit of cat and mouse happening. Um so there's uh the hunt for Wallace going on. Um Wallace is kinda of building his army and building these forces. We get new recruits coming into the camp. We get the scene where um they're talking about the sticks and some men being bigger than others. Stick, 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 sticky, sticky, stick, stick. For anyone watching Hey Dougie, that will mean something to you, hopefully. the children. Yes. Anyone with no life like us. If you don't know it, YouTube it. It's the best song ever. It's better if you watch it in context, so you need to watch that episode. Yeah, it's quite funny. Yeah. Um. 
so yeah, we get them talking about this Wallace's plan for when the English come down to use sticks pretty much against them. Yeah, like what they're saying is that no army has ever defeated an army on horseback. Mm-hmm. Cavalry. Uh-huh. In like 200 years, I think they say. Yeah, something like that. So that's the, the English army's kind of trump card. Like they think unbeatable. Nobody can defeat us on horseback. And that's what they're kind of saying in the camp is we're never going to manage to defeat them. And then Wallace looks around him and I was wondering what the thought process is here. Did he just look at trees and think, spears? <laughs> that wouldn't come to me. Yeah. I didn't actually like that about the film. Like, they kept making him out to be some kind of visionary and no one had ever thought, let's use big sticks against these horses. Like, I don't know if he ever, if he did come up with that idea or who. I was always under the impression it was Robert the Bruce's army that done that. They were quite famous Actually, for correct. it. correct. I wouldn't have thought so, but I remember learning about it in true. Yeah. In true, in school. In true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to go back to school. <laughs> So we get more noisy eating at that point as well, which Ugh. bothered me. Um, I didn't actually notice it, surprisingly. Yeah, I did. No, stop. Uh, stop it. Bitty. No. Uh, and then we get two new recruits. One seemingly good and one seemingly bad. We get our Irish friend, Stephen. <laughs> This can't be William Wallace. I am prettier than this man. That's my favourite line, pretty much, <laughs> that he comes out with. And he's like, all right, father, I'll ask him. And then, what's his name from Hamish. Harry Potter? Oh, he's like, do you converse with the Almighty? He's <laughs> like, an Irishman is forced to converse with the Almighty. Which is probably very true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, you're shy of this. I can't do accents. Um, yes, yeah, so... Wallace is out hunting on his own. Why would he be on his own? He's like the uh, most wanted man in the country right now. I never... I think I always remember thinking that, like... Uh, sorry, just coming back just slightly, when the two of them were introduced, I always remember thinking, this Scottish guy is a bit too... Quiet. Not quiet. He too... Too nice. He was like, oh, here's something my wife knitted you. And you're like, all right, cool. Knitted? I don't remember this. Sewn something. He gave him like a bit of cloth or something with, oh, right. and said his wife had... It was like a favour sort of thing. Something like that. But aye, I was a bit suspicious of him straight for the off. So I, I always remember quite clearly like that bit that you get when he's out hunting the deer. That I remember, remember thinking, the Irish guy's... Try to save him here. I don't know if you ever did thought. you? No, I didn't. Yeah. Like, obviously, after watching it, yeah, numerous times, I obviously know that now. But I remember initially not thinking so. Mm. Well, I did. So, neither. And now I'm addicted to Red Dead Redemption, and every time I see someone out hunting, I'm like, oh god, I need to play that game now. <laughs> <laughs> so. From there, we've got Battle of Stirling Bridge. Mm-hmm. Not on a bridge. Yeah, no bridge in sight. <laughs> uh, but Filmed in Ireland as well. Yeah, with cars uh, in it. Is it that one? You, I'm pretty sure you said it was that one. Is it? Yeah. I can't remember. So, 
Battle of Stirling, is it it just gives it on there anyway, it just says Stirling. It doesn't give much more information than that. And that's something just on that, that's something we mentioned in the last podcast and it's an issue in this one I found as well, but there's no indication of time. We both it's... mentioned this in this one, I think, when we're watching it. I think the only is that catalyst? Is that the word I mean? But the only kind of indicator of any time passing that you've said anyway is Crookshank, no, Longshanks <laughs> just gets progressively more ill. Yeah. And you don't cough. know what's wrong. <laughs> develops a wee cough. <laughs> you don't know what's wrong with him exactly, but it kills him in the end. Spoilers. <laughs> Obviously, he's dead. He's not like how many years old? A thousand years old. So, yeah. I think that's the only indicator of time passing. Mm-hmm. There's no hair length changing. Nobody <laughs> grows a beard. Right, that's some barber. William Wallace has got. <laughs> He's the only one that doesn't have a beard. Would they have had like shaving stuff back then? Yeah, I would think so. Stuff to make them pretty. Yeah, I think <laughs> prettier so. than this man. Yeah, I would think so. He might just may not have been able to grow a beard. He might have been one of those guys. Have you seen William... Not William Wallace. What's his name? Mel Gibson. Uh-huh. I bet, he I mean, can definitely grow a beard. William Wallace. Yeah. So, we've got Battle of Stirling. Um I think it's a really good battle. With the spears. You really feel it. Yeah, like... Well, again, we've got one of the most... One of the most probably iconic scenes, I think, or a very iconic scene with the whole hold. Yes. Hold. When they... Are they coming down on the horses? Aye, when, what you mean when the cavalry's charging? Yeah. yeah, so the wee English general man is a wee bit overconfident and um, some of the nobles go away, the ones that are on their horses on the Scotland side go away and look like they're running away. And he's like, oh, send the cavalry, mm-hmm. full speed ahead sort of thing. And they're kind of coming downhill as well. Mm-hmm. So the horses would have gained even more momentum. And then Wallace is going... Steady. Hold. <laughs> Hold. <laughs> and you're just sitting there going, come on. Aye, just say it. Just, just and then the horses just oh, fly into these spears and you can just, you feel it going through you. Yeah. <laughs> and again, going back to my last podcast, the poor horses. I think a lot of it was mechanical horses. I remember watching... It's like, remember in Sky you used to get um, like wee preview things? Uh-huh. And I remember watching thing about Mel Gibson talking about Braveheart and it was all like mechanical horses. Was, no, was it? I would have no. thought maybe like CGI or... Any of the ones that were hit with spears, obviously. Were... Or like, you know how you can get a toy or something that kind of folds into itself? So if you had like a pen or something and one side was bigger than the other and it kind of slotted into oh, itself, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um... But yeah, I thought it was a really good battle. Um, quite brutal, I think. Touching on some of the stuff you said before about the Monty Python, like there was a couple of scenes I could, I think probably with people getting legs chopped off and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it's just a scratch. It's a black knight. <laughs> yeah. From the Holy Grail. And he's getting limbs left and he's like, come on, I'll bite you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then some of the, the extras are really working hard for their money. <laughs> Yeah, there was one scene I'd said to you, it was like near the end when Wallace is like looking around like, oh yes, we've done it. And you can just see two people in the background and they're pretty much just like play fighting. <laughs> it's, 
so bad. Have a chore. Yeah, there's some hammy acting by the extras, but that's only after like multiple watchings that you have the time to start looking at that stuff. Yeah, they're really writhing around, and some of the one guy like gets hit in the head. He's wearing armor and chainmail and everything, and I think Hamish hits him in the head with like an axe or some really heavy bludgeon thing. And the blood that comes off him just splatters everywhere. <laughs> that's so it's almost like a Tarantino film. <laughs> Um, yeah, so a really good battle. Um, one of my favourite battles, I think. Um, Did we win uncle. it? Aye, we won that one. Good battle. <laughs> On to the next thing. Aye. Um, so for there, Wallace goes back to Edinburgh, gets knighted, becomes a sir, and then somebody's like, great, how's about it? Support us, make my guy king. And then Wallace's lot are all, um, Bruce's lot are all like, oh no, 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 you settle, we are going to we're gonna get become king and throw a rabble 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 and then Wallace is waddling off he's like ah sack this and then uh, I can't remember who it is but one of the the, no it's one of the nobles is like Wallace where are you going and he's like we've defeated the English but they'll be back and so he's like we'll go down there and we'll battle them so do they not say something like, we can't even unite ourselves, how are we going to unite a kingdom sort of thing? I think so, yeah. So then they swan on down to England and start sacking towns and cities down there. York. Yeah, the big one is York, they get, um, and that sends a clear message to old Longshanks that they're no messing about, and they're here to cause some trouble. That was their mistake. They should have just kept the English out rather than trying to be Billy Big Boss and swanning down 500 miles to <laughs> New York and taking it over. It was just a wee bit too far. We also get Creepy creepy Eyes McGee, um, oh, the Duke of horrible. York or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he gets his head chopped off and done in a wee basket. Imagine that's the way you found out, like, your life had went, you... Was he not, um, Longshanks' nephew as well? I think so, yeah, he's some sort of relation. Yeah. Um, so Longshanks, again, I really love this scene where he comes back and he's like, first thing he says, he comes into the room and he's like, what news of the North? Yeah, he already knows. <laughs> yeah. And Edward's, Prince Edward's like, sitting there, looks like he could actually vomit. Yeah. Aye, he again. He doesn't get much to do, but he does play that part quite well. The we, we Peter Henley or whatever, sickly looking, yeah. and then his boyfriend's behind him, like looking pure smug AF. Yeah, like stand up to your daddy. Aye, he's, he starts to say something like, "Who is this person who speaks to me as if I should hear their opinion or something?" Yeah. I'm skilled in the arts of war. Yeah, I hated that bit. Is his teeth? Aye, his teeth. His teeth. So bad. Well, he's like, far too pretty. He looks like a woman. Yeah. I think that's maybe the point is he's supposed to be prim and proper because him and Prince Edward are grooming each other. <laughs> and then again, one of my favourite bits, me and Vicky used to watch this constantly and probably watch this one scene on repeat in like fits of laughter when he's like when he grabs him and he's like, And tell me, 
what would you think, or what advice would you give on the current situation? <laughs> Chucks him at the windy. So good. I'm surprised we never got a Wilhelm scream there. Well, this was something I was going to bring up. I think we would probably we must get one Wilhelm in this. I don't remember hearing anything. I don't but remember I wasn't actively listening for it. But it's so noticeable now. Like You'd we hear it in the adverts, yeah. and we're like we we just look at each other. We know. Yeah. So I don't think we did actually get a Wilhelm in this one. Maybe we need to look that one up. But I was thinking that's something we can maybe do as a Wilhelm counter to see how many we get. What's a side hustle? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, we Philip, he gets chucked to the windy, and Longshanks is back for France to. Edward then like tries to stab him for throwing his boyfriend. Oh yeah, out the window, <laughs> and then he just like bitch slaps him. He's <laughs> like, sit the fuck down. Um. So yeah, pretty much from there we just get the lead up to the next battle, which um is the Battle of Falkirk. Which, if anyone knows their history, wasn't a good one for Scotland. I don't remember that one, and I think it's probably like, oh, we lost that one on no, 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 the <laughs> Never <Didn't> happened. happened. <laughs> uh, so, Longshanks uh, devises a plan to send the French queen. queen. Of England to... I remember watching that for the first time and every time subsequently and thinking she is the most beautiful person I have ever seen. She's just so perfect. She's quite pretty. That's an understatement. Um, so Who she, she was played by? A French woman. Oh, is she actually French? I think so. Mm. I'd come back. Sophie Marceau. I think her name is. So she goes down to sweet talk William Wallace and tell him to wrap it. Um, but he ends up sweet talking hurriedly, didn't he? Yes, he leaves an impression. That's right. She has a wee conversation with her lady in waiting, and she tells her, the Queen all about um, what Wallace is and what his kind of mission statement is, mm-hmm. and that he fought off the English in a trap and they were going to desecrate Murren's grave mm-hmm. and he found out about this in advance and went to Murren's grave and took her to a secret place to be buried and then the two of them sit swooning in the window about it Frothing I think is how you best describe it um, So uh, she goes back and says to old um, Crookshanks that no uh, he's not having it and he's just pretty much like I, you're a useless woman and he's like oh well we'll just go and fight them then and little did she know that whilst she was away he's already dispatched units to gather to go and fight Scotland up in Falkirk um, so he's got the Irish, the Welsh and the French all coming in to help him. Mm-hmm. Um, all the different countries involved. Then we see Wallace go back to Edinburgh to try and get the support of the nobles and tell them, come on, fight with us. Try, more importantly, to get Bruce to fight along with him. Um, I don't like, I've said this before, but I don't like this 
um, version of Robert the Bruce, he right. comes across a wee bit spineless and lost, and he's very easily kind of puppeteered by his father. I think that's what you're supposed to think, though. I think that's he's played the character he's been told to play. Yeah, no, but it's just so starkly different from the Outlaw King and it kind of makes me want to go and actually find out what kind of a person that he was. Well, it was different from real history, I think. Um, Bruce was, from what I understand, um, he kind of was playing both sides a wee bit and he was kind of a cunning man who... I don't think it came off that way though. It didn't come off like he had the upper hand at any point in the film. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, came no, off I... like he was kind of being bounced around from all sides. Like, oh, I don't know where I want to be here. Yeah, and I, I think that's what they wanted him to play in the film, so that when it came to the end, and he's leading the army, it's meant to be a transformation, and you've got his dad constantly like being the puppet master, and then eventually. You get that again. One of the, the kind of payoffs that his dad's telling him it's constantly undermining him, and then in the end, he's just like, "Nah, you can ram it," and just shuts the door on him and leaves his dad pretty much to to rot. So, I think that's the role he's supposed to play in this film, but again, it's not necessarily historically accurate. And I think that's something probably is worthwhile talking about as well. Is in general, this film is more myth than fact I think like a lot of it is fantasy and a lot of the stuff doesn't really happen artistic license we've used a lot of artistic license also they didn't have blue makeup back then either I think did they did that? no they didn't I've looked this up they didn't wear Scottish men didn't wear blue makeup to war what did they wear just their their jeans <laughs> Jeans and a hoodie. <laughs> They're kilts. That was pretty much it. But I had some sort of war paint or something. It wasn't blue. Blue was a very expensive pigment to obtain back in the day. Mm. And anything blue, like blueberries and various other kind of berries have got high potency for... Um, antibacterial things so they would have been used more in medicine than for war get up well there you go fact of the day Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm actually smart (laughs) (laughs) I'm really really smart (laughs) I'm doing such a good job as president (laughs) really really smart (laughs) so we get we get to the battle then battle of Falkirk um Wallace has got his forces together. Do you see the Kelpies? What? <laughs> Falkirk, do you see right. the Kelpies? <laughs> or that big wheel? Um, so we get to the battle, yeah. We, we um, get Wallace telling all the nobles, you do this, you do that. He sets up a game plan and gets everybody all sorted. Um, Tensions are high on all fronts. Yeah, you see the English army and there's hundreds of them and... He's bricking it a wee bit. Um, the English are too many. That's the first battle. That's Stirling. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> but this See, point, this is what I said, I'm getting my fights mixed up. At this point, they've got faith in Wallace, I think, so they all think, well, we're going to do this. Is this the one where they show their junk off? That's the first one as well. Oh, my God. 
I don't remember this fight. This one kind of kicks in quite quickly. So Longshanks turns up with his army and then he's like, right, get all the Irish in because we don't really need them. So he sends the Irish in. And so yeah, you get the, the charging. Infantry? Yeah. So you get them charging in. Then you get the Scotland, Scottish army charging in. And then, oh. You're waiting for it. You're waiting for the collision and you're like, oh, waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, waiting for it. <laughs> Curled up in a wee ball, waiting for the impact, and it doesn't happen because they just stand in front of each other and go, ah, yeah. and shake hands. <laughs> Longshanks is like, fucking Irish. Aye, they're all going up, yeah. <laughs> so, aye. Uh, then Wallace sends a signal to, I think, who does he send a signal to? Some, oh, aye, the sends a signal to, I think, f- light fire arrows and set all the tar on fire um, so then I can't remember what happens exactly but Wallace fighting starts I think maybe the Welsh get sent in or the cavalry I can't remember but somebody gets sent in fighting starts happening then Wallace signals for the cavalry on the Scottish side to come in but they turn away yeah, and is the, that the, the nobles? Yeah. I remember, I think I said this to you when we were watching it, but I remember blaming those specific men <laughs> <laughs> for the downfall of Scotland. <laughs> those specific actors <laughs> did such a good job of portraying assholes. <laughs> I was like, you, you're the reason that we're tied to England forever. <laughs> um, so they get betrayed. So that's... The first kind of um, blow. Yeah, it's the first kind of uh, betrayal that we get there, pretty much. Uh, then Wallace sees like long chanks and that riding off, and he's like, "Nah, I'm not having this." He jumps on a horse and tries to chase him down, but then one night turns back and knocks him. Does he joust him off a horse? Pretty much, I think yeah. he does. And then it's revealed that it's Bruce. I said this to you. I don't understand why that was Bruce. I don't understand why he was there. I get if that he's maybe been paid off by Longshanks to have up more land and whatnot, but why was he there? I don't get it. And why was he sent to go and sort out the Bruce? Uh, sort out Wallace. I don't think that actually happened. I think no. I know it, was... it didn't. No, I know, but. In, just for the movie yeah for the film made no sense to me I always remember thinking why is he the one there it made no sense at all yeah so we get that he ends up saving him and sending him on his way and yeah you can see Wallace has like had the absolute wind taken out of his scenes <clears throat> yeah that's a, yeah, a you hard can moment to watch absolute heartbreak in his eyes quite good that there mm-hmm. um, Mel Gibson is actually really good in the film I think like his accent comes and goes, I think, at times. But I think the Scottish accent is one of the hardest ones for non-Scottish people to do. Yeah, it's just that it's difficult because there's so many different dialects from such a small country. Mm-hmm. Varying from even just where I live to where you're from, which is only, what, like 30 miles away? No, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. It's so different. Like, in Glasgow talk like what I talk like but in Ayrshire they say things like K&A and then in Edinburgh they say the same thing eh? and they say Ken it's like, the that's same the same thing but 
God, no. I couldn't deal with Ayrshire people going, hey. Yes, they do. Do you not remember when, a bit off topic here, but do you remember when we went kilt, kilt fitting in air and the guy in the shop who was a bit of a rocket was like, Kenny, Kenny, all no. the time. And we were like, where are you from? And he's like, oh, for eh? No. Yeah, you are. No, I don't, I don't believe that. But up in the Highlands and things, they have a really nice, soft-spoken Scottish accent. It's very soothing. Blown a hooli. <laughs> and then you've got Aberdeen. Oh, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them and their sheep. Fuck the East Coast. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then, from there, we pretty much we get Wallace's Revenge Part 2. So, he starts going about and killing all the nobles who betrayed him. Was uh, that real? Do you know, I don't think I've ever noticed it before, but then last night... was it, No. Whenever we watched it, last night or the night before. Um, I thought it was part of, like, a dream sequence. No, was that, he went and killed them all. Yeah, Apart yeah. from, I can't remember what one it is, but the one who's like Bruce's right hand man, pretty much. But no, he went and killed them all. I see. Um, killing a horse by doing that, a horse suffered oh, yeah, because. Yeah. Because the of. The mechanical horse. Yes. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so he gets his revenge. Uh, <clears throat> he stops, though, he doesn't advance any further and. When Longshanks goes back to London or England, wherever they are, at that time, they say like he's not progressing any further. And who? Wallace. He doesn't want to come any further. He's he was wanting Longshanks to come and meet him himself, and then they have the battle at Falkirk, and then something happens with the the Queen. Aye, so she secretly meets him. I think so. Yeah, Long okay. Longshanks is like laying traps to try and to try and um, trick him. He says, he, "I think Longshanks in the film recognizes that Wallace has got a thing for the Queen, so he lays traps saying she's here, come and meet her, but she's actually elsewhere. But Wallace is onto this and goes and meets her and does the dirty. Does indeed. Yeah, so he um, gets his hole. His jam." <laughs> uh, he's not euphemisms <laughs> can we come up with so that happens we also then get um, Bruce starting to feel guilt about what's happened and wanting to right wrongs and decides so he bloody well should mm-hmm. he decides that he wants to meet up with Bruce and um, I keep mixing him up meet up with Wallace and uh, talk things over and try and I think maybe get things going again, get the band back together. Yeah, he invites him, doesn't he? And Wallace turns up and then it all goes a bit pear-shaped. So his dad's been meddling again Mm -hmm. and arranged a a coup. No, not a coup. He's arranged a trap. I don't know why I would say a coup. Um, A coup, a healing coup. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he arranges a trap for him. He gets caught and then... It all goes to shit for the early, didn't it? Yeah, you can see, like, Robert the Bruce is like, oh, good, this is happening, we can start to rebuild here, and then all of a sudden you can see everybody's, like, shifty eyes yeah. going, and you can just see the orange uniform creep up behind Wallace, and you see the dog with the shifty eyes. Absolute fuck. 
kick the absolute fuck out of him. Yeah, they do. Uh, he gets a good doing, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so I, Bruce gets captured, taken down to London, I think it is. Is it London? I think it is. Which yeah. probably is not historically accurate again. Cause no, I think it is. I think I looked this up. Was it? Oh, yeah, because yeah. the Tower of uh, London Bridge or Tower of London or whatever. Tower of London. Yeah. So, yeah, well, so he gets taken down there. Um, and again, a pretty brutal scene. I remember as a kid it being quite tense um, when he's getting hung, drawn, and quartered. Yeah, I always stopped it there. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, this didn't happen. If I don't watch it, it never happened. <laughs> well, it did happen. No. Aye. No. Uh, we pointed out some flaws last night in it that he'd been strangled and then had his abdomen cut open. And it, his innards pulled out as a form of torture. And then they were saying, right, come and say this word or say mercy or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't have been able to. And then he like leans in and the executioner guy's like leans in to listen to what he's going to say. And he's like, the prisoner wishes to say a word. And you can just see, well, this is like, oh, I'm going to throw it in my mouth here. <laughs> oh, God. And then he just goes, Fiddies! (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting that. (laughs) Yeah. Big old daddy. Big old hairy nips. (laughs) No, you have to do it. We didn't even talk about the, the whole poignant moment in the film. What? They may take our lives, but they will never take Earth for freedom! <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's one of the, the greatest movie speeches, I think. Um, spoke about this on the uh, Movie Podders podcast with Robbie, but, or with Brian, sorry. Uh, but he was asking which speech do you prefer? The William Wallace speech or Robert the Bruce speech from Outlaw King? I feel like that's an unfair question because I've only watched Outlaw King once and I don't feel like... Yeah, I suppose I've only seen it once. But I suppose, like you said, you would remember it if it was memorable. Mm-hmm. And the one from Braveheart, is, it sticks with you. Yeah. I think even after, like, probably the first time I watched Braveheart, most people would remember that or bits of that speech whereas I don't really remember anything of the, the Bruce one but I did I do remember liking the Bruce one really It's a lot more um, theatre going on though in mm-hmm. Braveheart than there was in Outlaw King so I think it was a wee bit more of a show Yeah and it's meant to get you all heated under the collar and riled up <laughs> and ready for bloodlust So yeah Wallace gets hung, drawn and quartered Um Quite, quite an emotional end. Um, the music is, again, mm-hmm. I think really good. Um, co- yeah, complements it well. Um, more. He sees Murren and yeah. weaving in and out of the crowd, and he, that's, I think, gives him his last strength, even though he would have no abdominal muscles left to shout yeah. freedom. Yeah. Still does it. Yeah. Miracle. Um, Praise Jeebus. We also get more historical um, inaccuracies with the French Queen saying that she's got William Wallace's baby inside her. That, yeah, that was like the 
final kind of get the boot stuck in you. Yeah. Yeah, it was on nice. Longshanks' deathbed. I, I quite like his cough. Like, I know that's a stupid thing, probably, but... Disgusting thing. Yeah, but, like... Quite it makes a, me wretch a wee bit thinking about it. How do you act that? I don't think I could act that. And if I did, I'd give myself an actual bad cough. So, if you did give yourself a bad cough for You're that... You're an asthmatic. Well done. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we're pretty much at the end of the film. The last thing we've got is... Um, the scene at Bannockburn, where Bruce is now leading the field, yeah, all done up. it's all a wee bit kind of like a little too late, is it not? Well, no, because... Did we win that one? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that now, aye. <laughs> I remember it fondly. <laughs> uh, and last, pretty much last scene is of um, Wallace, Big Hamish Wallace, Wallace, flinging the sword um, into the field. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then that's pretty much it. The end. We get the then we had Indian F. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> the only country like in the world to vote no to its own independence. Uh-huh. No politics, please. Okay. Don't get me started. Uh, and then we get the end credit scene where um, Wallace's ghost comes back. And it's like, oogity boo, oogity boo. I <laughs> genuinely confused there. I was like, what? I've never seen this. <laughs> so, we've spoke for quite some time, so have we'll we? keep we it have. quite short for just the final bit, with, well, one of the final bits here. Um, anything stand out as a negative point to you about the film? The car. The car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's car, planes, trains and automobiles, I think, yep. in this. <laughs> I don't know about the trains, but there's certainly there's a plane in the film, apparently. Somebody's wearing wa- a watch, I think. I'm sure I've read somewhere somebody's wearing jeans in one scene. Um, if anybody can spot them, get in touch and you'll win a chocolate bunny. No, there'll be no chocolate bunnies um, distributed. <laughs> um, yeah, tweet us if you do, if you are listening to this and you do find any of these scenes that we're speaking about, tweet us at That's Pure Rank. Um, on Twitter, surprisingly, uh, and let us know. We would like to find these scenes. We, went, we did try and watch out for them, but we got too engrossed in the film, which I suppose is a plus point for it. Um, ranking out of five, what would you give this, Sarah? It's a hard one to be objective and give like an objective score because you, as a Scottish person, you're just like fucking love this film mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't love it it's not a good film really really yeah it's really bad it's riddled with inaccuracies and the accents are terrible <laughs> and uh, just so much wrong with it so I'm going to say and it's going to be an unpopular opinion I feel a three what yeah oh my god no, for me it's a five. Really? Yeah, I love this film. For what reason? Because there's so much goodness in it. Yeah, like, and I, I, I know what you're saying, like about the inaccuracies and stuff. But it's I'm a trying story. my best to be objective about it though, and look at it from how it's made, how it's written, the plot, <laughs> the yeah. acting, and not just because I fucking hate the English. No, and I'm not thinking anything along those lines at all. Um. 
I, I think it is a very well directed film, um, a, a very well written film. Um, I love a lot of the scenes in it. Uh, the historical accuracies don't bother me because it's a story. It's not. I don't think it says it's supposed to be a true story, does it? No, I don't think so. So none of that bothers me. And the score is amazing. I think it's one of the best scores um, around. So it's probably these like type of films that I would give a five star rating, and I could probably could pick out a lot of things wrong with it, but none of them bother me. I don't think there's too much about it that is too good. Okay. In my opinion, in my humble opinion. Your expert opinion. So now that this is our second episode, we can finally start ranking things overall. So last time, I think did we, what did we both give? Outlocking. Oh, I can't remember. I think we maybe both gave it four stars. Did I? I think so. Okay. So by that, you would say you would rank this higher than Braveheart? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I really liked Outlocking, but I don't think, for me, it's as good as Braveheart. So currently, your list then will be going Outlocking, then Braveheart. Yeah. Locked in? Yep. Okay. I'll get something on Twitter then to a wee graphic to show this extensive list. And delivered. Uh, Interesting. What we might do with that as well then is I'll maybe put up a Twitter poll for the world to see and see what we think about it and what people believe. I think though, I think what you're saying, you're probably going to get too many people who just be like Braveheart, they'll vote Braveheart just because it's Braveheart. Yeah. But I think I think probably Outlaw King's a better made film. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to kind of look at it as. Like, the film, look at it as the film that it is and not look at it as a piece of history and a piece of your heart, even, if you like. Is it a better made film? I'm just thinking... I don't know. I could go on for a wee while about this. We could, and we're getting on to an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah so... Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, that's our rankings of it. I would have Braveheart as my number one film um, in Scotland history. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number one film, or Scottish-ranked film, Sarah's is The Outlocking. Um, at the moment, yeah. We at the moment. many... Many more films to rank and review. So the next film that we're going to review is going to be Macbeth. The Michael Fassbender film. Yes. I think it was out just recently. Yes. I wanted to see that in the pictures, but I don't think we just got the time for it, really, did we? Was I not pregnant? Possibly. And I was just not in the mood for sitting in a, a cinema? Possibly. So yeah, that'll be the next one. We'll get a hold of that and um, we'll get that watched. I'm quite interested to see that then, or to talk about that one, because it's one we've both not saw, and it'll be interesting to give a review on that one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's going to be next up. Um, If you like what you hear, please like, follow, share, um, send a message to a loved one talking about this. Um, Subscribe. Put it in Christmas cards. um, Let people know. Uh, Let us know what you think of it, more importantly. Um, If you like what you hear, Give us a wee comment, send us a message to say we're at Twitter, um, at That's Pure Rank. Um, catch us on 
Anchor, uh, where our podcast will be up. That should hopefully put it on all other platforms, so you'll be able to get us on the likes of TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Apple Music. So, um, yeah, give us a, a shout and let us know what you think. So, any final parting words, Sarah? Anything relevant to Braveheart? They may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom! <laughs> Bye. Mines would be my sheep, my sheep! <laughs> what? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>